Welcome to the Agency Nation Radio Podcast, powered by Trusted Choice and the Big Eye. This is a special hard market bonus edition, Building Staff Morale, featuring National Young Agents Council members. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Agency Nation Radio Podcast, where insurance professionals turn on the mic and share unscripted stories about leadership, technology, marketing, success, and sometimes failures. These are stories that help make them the professionals that they are today. It's a big deal. Agency Nation Radio is presented by The Big Eye and by Trusted Choice. So today's episode is part of the Young Agents Tactical Series, a special hard market bonus series that is brought to you by the National Young Agents Committee in conjunction with Trusted Choice Hard Market Toolkit. I'm today's host, Avery Moore. I'm a member of the National Young Agents Committee, and I'm an owner of an agency called ECI Insurance in Oklahoma. I am joined by two of my favorite other young agents, Lisa Lemansky. She's an owner and operations manager at Myers Lombardi Lemansky Insurance Services in Michigan. Say that five times fast. And Brock Elliott. He's also an owner at Elliott Insurance Group. He's a producer and he manages a branch in agency affairs in Kansas. Give him a wave, guys. <laughs> Good. So I want to say thank you first and foremost for joining us today. We all know, um, first of all, are y'all alive with this hard market? It's pretty rough. It's a lot. What's a hard it's market? A I know. And we know that it's impacting, right? I remember my first time. <laughs> we know that it's impacting agents all across the United States and that it can dramatically change the dynamics within our agency. So today we wanted to take some time and discuss strategies that you and Lisa and myself have all implemented within our agencies to maybe boost some staff morale. Um, we have a range of agency size right here. Lisa, how many employees do you have now? We have seven. Okay. So Lisa has seven. I know myself, I have 15. And then Brock, about how many do you have? We just cleared 50. Um, we're dealing with some FMLA stuff right now. It's a lot of fun. So stay under 50 if you can. You heard it from the big wig over here. So we wanted to bring you three different dynamics of things that we're facing in our agency, which a lot of them are the same, but maybe some different, um, maybe some different techniques that you can bring to the table. So I'm going to dive right in. Are y'all ready? Let's go. Ready. I figured. Um, these two people, honestly, they're the smartest people. They just put me because they said sometimes she can talk well. So listen to Lisa, listen to Brock. Gosh, they're the best. So my first question I'm curious is how has the hard market impacted staff morale within your agency? I, it's tough. Like it's, it's really tough. Like we're a people industry. We worry about our people. It's called every day about you know, our insurance rates are so high, we can't afford it. What can we do? And I mean, it definitely has taken an impact on our team. I think you want to help people. That's what we do, right? Like we, we, ha we come from a helping nature. And for us, like we, we knew the, the scariest thing would be having those conversations, right? Like, it's really hard to tell people like, there's not much we can do. Because regardless of your situation, your rates are going up, right? Some people are impacted a lot more dramatically than others. So we brought everybody together and we just did one big group training. Um, and we asked them like, what are, what is, what is your, what are you afraid of? Like, what is your, what is the question that you are so afraid to answer? And you, 
you know, or what, what scares you about what people might ask you? And if you don't have an answer, that's okay. It's okay not to have an answer. It's okay to call somebody back and, and tell them, I don't have the answer. I'm going to look into this and get back with you. And we role played with each other. So we had our sales team and our service team together. And it was so much fun for me because I'm a nerd like that to watch everyone collaborate together. But it was like one person says something one way and you can take that and you can flip it and make it your own or it just resonates so well with you that you that you take it and make it your own. And that was a really big deal. We also made um, the big mistake had we known the hard market was going to be as bad as what it was of changing management systems July 10th like right in the middle of everything. So I was very cognizant of that. So um, it's all about people learning how to use a very, a much more dynamic system than what we had before. And so um, I'm a nerd. So I like, we had this like Candyland little like thing and everybody had <laughs> like their own little stick person with their face on it. And they had to go traverse through like the land of, you know, training or whatever. And at the very end, we got them each individual like, solo stoves. Um, and we just said, we're so excited that you're fired up, you know, to do this. And I think just creating these different little ways, team lunches, caramel apple bars, hot chocolate dip things in the office so that everyone had a way to kind of get away from some of the, you know, hard, tough conversations made it easier. And then, you know, we're all pretty good at having camaraderie. So like somebody would come in, they'd be like, oh my gosh, somebody's rates went up 168%. And, you know, just kind of having that conversation with everybody. So nobody felt like they were on an island. Yeah. It's the way that you navigate it. I know you and I have talked a lot, Lisa, but you do a really great job of just seeing your people, which is the core of human nature. I think is we want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be understood. And you do a really great job. Brock, what about you? How has the hard market impacted Steph Morrell and your agency? Yeah, so before before I get there, congratulations on getting through your agency management system switch. That's that's an undertaking, if nothing else. Um, And then, uh, so- I would have bought you a drink and yeah. (laughs) Don't do it. Like you should get a new system, but don't do it now. (laughs) Bad idea. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then, then lastly, some sympathy to, uh, to our friends in Florida and Louisiana. So, um, I listened to our, our first hard market toolkit podcast yesterday. Um, and Florida has apparently been dealing with a hard market for four or five years. So, um, misery loves company, but when you look at it from that perspective, not so bad, it could always be worse. Um, now in, in our agency, um, and I, I don't think we're anywhere close to being through this hard market, but. I do believe that it's gotten better. Um, at the beginning of it, you walked in every day and you felt like there was just this cloud over everybody. I mean, you'd walk in and almost physically feel drained from it. And particularly on personal lines today, we know we can't do anything to help. This this is what it is. These are There's not a better option out there. So from that perspective, our personal lines account managers are are almost feeling a little bit freer. They uh, They are still that caretaker personality and they feel bad that they can't help their customers. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and that's given them a little bit of peace of mind, just knowing that no matter what they do, they can work themselves to the bone. They can burn themselves out, but more than likely that customer's in the best position that they can possibly be in today. Um, we had a couple, had a couple different scenarios in the last week where um, we had an insured with a particular carrier and there was no other option for whatever reason. It could have been a roof. It could have been premium, whatever it is. There's nowhere else to go. 
And one of my seasoned account managers, she literally told this person, hey, I know this is bad news, but quite frankly, you're lucky to still have a policy that's in an admitted market. And I think a lot of this is just going to be um, tempering expectations and, and trying to set that plate for next year and the following year or however long we're going to be in this. It's really hard to navigate it with staff because every day it can be an up and down. You know this. You can walk into the office one day and you're like, oh, my gosh, I've got this under control. Everything is going great. And then the next day you can walk in and everybody's crying and you don't know what happened. And is my agency falling apart today? I don't know. I know with our agency, it, I, I can't even brag on myself to say that I had the foresight to do this. Um, I think I was just exhausted and overrun, but I hired a COO in December of 2022. And that was the grace of God. Cause last year is when it, it it's always been bad in Oklahoma. Um, Florida still beats us, give you some more kudos, Florida, but we have the second highest homeowners premiums in the U S and we have like a little hail problem right here. I don't know. Maybe we like tornadoes here and there. But specifically, like you said, Brock, the personal lines market, it's rocked our personal lines staff and they're overworked, they're overrun. And people are a little crazy when I say like they'll call and scream at them for stuff way out of their control. The underwriting has gotten really, really insane. And you have these our, our service people that are just dealing with it. They're taking like kick after kick. And I don't know. It was really hard there for a while. But what I'm really happy about is having... Um, JJ, she's my COO. She was there to literally have a specific person to handle them because I can't imagine I wouldn't be as good as she is. So, I mean, hire a COO, maybe that's my first step, but <laughs> sometimes you can't do that. That's what you are. So I'm curious, from the time that the hard market started till now, have you noticed a drastic change with your employees? Have they become resigned? Have they become more resilient? I'm curious on your side, what it looks like. Lisa, what about you? I'd say... I think we're definitely more resilient. Will and I have given, um, we've told them like, it's okay. Like we don't have to keep everybody, right? Like, and that sounds terrible, but sometimes we're just not a good fit for them. And that's okay. Because I think when they start getting, you know, you start sending out the the cancellation requests and they're canceling policies and, you know, you're seeing this business go, we get that. But sometimes that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. And I, and I get that, but it's okay. And, and the agency is going to be fine. So we do, we try to be as transparent as possible with our team so that they know. And we were small, but mighty. Um, I would definitely say like, we do everything that we can. Um, and I think it's, it is just being kind of in tune with your people. Like I know what their love languages are. So I know that if I bring in a random coffee one day, and I set it on someone's desk, that's it. That's their favorite. But I give somebody else a gift card to wherever that that goes a long way. Like, I think us recognizing that, like, this is hard and what you do is hard and what those conversations are hard, that that's OK. And and so if you need to take 10 minutes and go into the relaxation room and sit in the in, in the massage chair, I'm fine with that because we all need a break. You know what I mean? And I will say our we have a really great team and we do the best that we can. We're really understaffed right now. And we're seeing our people, including Will and I just, you know, we just have to step up. Like we're going to be right there with you shoulder to shoulder. And we're just as frustrated as you are. So I think, you know, if we can, 
it's always been a big thing. So like we go to a new management system, right? Will and I have to be the biggest cheerleaders because if we're not, how can we expect everybody else to get excited about change and change in a market that's constantly changing and not having companies a place to go for things? You know what I mean? Like things have tightened up so much. And there were days I was like, I was about ready to like throw a kettlebell through the wall because if I got one more email from a carrier that was like, we're not doing this, we're not doing this, we're not downloading. I'm like, do you know how long of a conversation we'll just had with you to get stuff downloaded into our brand new system and now you're not going to download? Like, can't do it. Can't do it. So I think it's nice for them to see us kind of like, you know, you share in the same pain, I guess, a little bit. And I think we try to acknowledge that as much as possible and we try to celebrate when we can and we, and you know, kind of give them a high five, wander around the office one day and everybody gets a high five. And even if it's the worst day ever, Hey, it's a high five. You know what I mean? So yes, I think our people have stepped up like none other. I think we have a phenomenal team. Um, We're looking to add phenomenal people to this team. Um, But you kind of have to have the mindset that we do and we work hard and we play hard and we're ready to just go out there and, and kill it if we can, you know? I get it. I completely get it. And I don't, it's been really interesting to watch and we had some turnover all throughout the year. So now you're bringing people in that are new. And so in some way, like you're like, can I just Pavlov you to think this is what it's like forever. And then when it gets easy, like you think it's really, really easy. I, mean, I don't know. I don't I've know if it's working. For like a long time, this, and I've been through a hard market on the company side. So it's interesting to see it now on the agency side, but this is the craziest I think I've ever seen it in Michigan. The high five of America has taken some smacks lately. Um, maybe not for a big, you know, national championship game, but um, there, like we had a tornado go through our area. So we're in the middle of a new oh. system. A tornado goes very close to our office, impacts a lot of our, our team. And we were just like, look, this is our, our job. We have to be here for our people. People didn't have power. They didn't have water. I'm like, come into the office. I don't have a shower, but I do have running water. And, you know, bring your kids if that's what it means. You know what I mean? We'll order lunch in so you don't have to worry about food and we'll just like figure it out. But weather here has been really bad the last, this like in 2023, it was not good. So now we're starting to see things change. Wind and hail deductibles. You know, we never had that before, at least with our companies. Really? Yeah. So like we have friends, like we're like, you know, commiserating with some of our friends and they're like, you guys don't have wind and hail. I'm like, no, we're Michigan. We don't have that. (laughs) I don't even know what that life is. (laughs) No. And so for us, education has been real big, you know, like us educating our clients and we pride ourselves on educating our team and educating our clients. So we do YouTube videos and things like that. So we'll send those YouTube videos out about this is the state of where we are. We're stop calling it a hard market. It's a market. It is what it is. Like, this is what it is. Stop making it seem more, you know, even more dramatic. And these are some things that you can do on your home insurance and your auto insurance to kind of you know, guide you into maybe lowering your premium a little bit, but still understanding that, you know, you got to trim your trees back from your roofs because roofs are a really big deal now. And, you know, that kind of a thing that's been really good. And our team sends those emails out to our customers. We put them on social media, all that kind of thing. So I think that helps too a a bit. Brock, what about y'all? What has your team, are y'all doing education? What are y'all doing to give them the tools so that maybe they don't feel like it's as much as, and I don't want to use the term burden, but some days it is a burden. I'll just call a spade a spade. We've started taking smoke breaks again. Um, 
So nobody, nobody in the agency is currently a tobacco user, but um, frequent, frequent trips away from your desk, whether that be outside or just the break room or whatever it might be. Um, I didn't think about a relaxation room, but we might be implementing that as well. Um, I, again, I think the biggest, the biggest part of it is still, is still just the expectation of what it is. So five years ago, we were sitting here having a conversation about um, InsureTech and, and how that was going to affect our business in, in a tremendous way. And here we are. Nobody talks about InsureTech anymore. And the point being that this too shall pass. And in the grand scheme of things, this is a, a very small blip on the radar. That doesn't make anybody feel better today. So we're doing the same kind of things that Lisa's doing. Um, now, we, we have been dealing with wind hail deductibles for a long time here. Um, Kansas also likes tornadoes and hail. Um, so there's, there's not a lot that we can do about premiums today. There's just not. Um, it's, if you, know, you want to you go from a 1% deductible to a 2% deductible, we can save you $200 a year at best, maybe. Um, so it's just having conversations with that customer and trying to get them to understand what this hard market actually is. Dollars in versus dollars out. It's capital for our insurance companies. Um, and I think we're up to 11 now, 11 different billion, billion with a B weather events from 23. Um, it's just, it is education for our customer more than it is our, our employees. And it's, it's both. I mean, we've done a good job arming them with all the information we can possibly give them um, and just trying to teach them how to convey that to their customers and soften that blow a little bit. Um, it's not we're not we're not the only industry that's dealing with this. Everybody is still feeling the backlash from covid. Uh, inflation is still a thing. So the longer that we're the longer we're in this, at least for this first couple of renewal cycles, when you say, oh, you know, inflation, everything's going up. A lot of, a lot of times what you're getting is, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then you go into it a little bit deeper and your good customers, the ones that trust you as an advisor, um, they, they're going to understand what you're dealing with. And a lot of them are going to have sympathy for what you're doing because they know that you're doing this every day, all day, 100 times a day. You're spot on the money that this is just a blip on the radio. Oh. And the radio, a blip on the radio, a blip <laughs> on the radar, and this too shall pass. Nobody listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. Except for Agency Nation Radio. Everybody listens to that. <laughs> Good save. Uh, it is, though. And we forget that. Like, I think my mom always said this quote, when you're knee deep in alligators, it's hard to remember you came to drain the swamp. And so that's just where we're at. And I think that's the hard part about leading through this market. It is just a market, Lisa, you're right. Is that um, being leadership is like, you got to wake up every single day and say, like, I'm still going to lead this team. I'm going to do this. But you also have to encourage your team to lead up. Like sometimes as simple as them saying, like, I'm going to choose to like try and have a good attitude, even though Joe Schmo over here is losing his mind over 30 bucks. It's a crazy world. I am the most excited about this next question because really this is where I think the two of you shine. Lisa, I know you and I have had many conversations. I know sitting in Savannah, we were at the same table and you're just like spouting off and we do this and we do this. And Brock, you and I have had many conversations about the same exact thing. But what kind of programs or initiatives have you implemented at your agency to help with morale? I would say, I mean, we, we're all about celebrating. So and we all know in our own lives, like I look and I think about this was a big year for my husband and I. We've been married for 20 years. We've been together for 25. So we were like, we're taking 20. Thank you. I know he survived me for 25 years. It's kind of crazy. I kind of feel bad for him. him. We met him. <laughs> you survived him. Um, 
I know. And we're like, so we're very opposite, which I think works really well for us because I am so Irish and I like kind of fly off the handle a little bit quicker than he does. And he's got a Polish temper. So he's like pretty calm. And I'm like, how are you not mad right now? You know? So I think we carry that through to the office though. Right. So like we celebrate work anniversaries. We call them work anniversaries. We celebrate birthdays, random holidays, like St. Patrick's Day is a national holiday in our office. Um, and just the small things, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's just nice bringing in something kind of small into the office to just kind of keep morale up a little bit. Um, a big thing though, and I, I don't even remember, I feel bad because I can't give credit to the person who told me about it, but they do a tell us, tell us about you sheet. And so mine's kind of, it's morphed over the years, but it gives us all an idea of like all the things that they like from favorite, you know, alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks to favorite movies. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, um, at Christmas, this, I am pretty proud of this part of it. Um, a good friend of ours, who's a business owner, they, um, they do a sheet kind of similar and she has them tell, um, tell them what our employee would never buy for themselves. Mm. So like, what do you have, what do you have at Christmas that you would never buy for yourself? And they usually try to get that for that employee as their gift. We kind of flip that around and we ask, what about your significant other? Like, what is something that they really like or like to do? And then we just had our Christmas party yesterday. Um, Will and I write that, um, well, I write it, Will signs it, but we write a little thank you note to the family member to say, hey, we know this year of all years is has been really stressful and they wouldn't be nearly successful without your support and, you know, care and all of that through all of this, a listening ear. And so we we try to recognize the family or the significant other in some way, um, which I think goes a long way. And then we write, um, we wrote like a handwritten thank you note to each employee to, to say, hey, thanks for, for everything because we know it's not easy. But I think I'm I'm just a nerd. Like I I love going to like meetings, whether it's like a Keystone meeting or a Big Eye meeting or whatever. And like I'm always asking, like there are people like, what are you doing for Christmas? What do you guys do for this? What do you do for that? And then seeing what we can kind of take from other people who are doing really great things and make it kind of our own. So Christmas, we also gave them $125, two hours, told them to go get something for themselves. They can't do gift cards. And it has to be for them. They have to bring receipts back. And then I have goofy little like prizes and stuff. So we're having conversations with the team. Like, what do you guys want to do for Christmas? Like, I don't want to plan something that you guys don't even really want. And so I think that goes a long way. So we're, we're trying to constantly chat with them about them things. We have weekly team meetings. Um, and in those, we'll have discussions. So if something's not going well or, you know, hey, we're seeing that this is a problem or whatever, we kind of talk through it and then we'll do some type of fun activity, whether it's, you know, like even just some, like at Christmas, we did the whole bows on a table and using a spatula, they're blindfolded. They have to put them in a, in a, a bowl, whoever got the most one, whatever it was, you know what I mean? So just goofy. Like I'm a total nerd. Will's like, you should have been a teacher, but I have no patience for that. So probably no, not. it's way more fun on this side. Yeah, Operations. Like, it's so fun. That makes it fun. But I think having people that you can go to and ask questions like, Hey, what are you guys doing? How can you, how can we make things better at our office? I worked at a corporate job. It wasn't necessarily for me. Um, and I learned a lot and I think that's helped me in my position now. So Brock, what about you? What types of programs or initiatives have y'all implemented at your agency besides a relaxation room, which we even have? I can't believe you don't have one. We have a massage chair just like Lisa. What are you doing? 
I'm going to start on it as soon as I get back today. Don't worry. It'll, it'll be done by <laughs> next, next Monday. Office um, dog. Why are we not bringing the dog in? <laughs> uh, we're getting requests for that. So maybe that's, that's coming sometime soon too. Um, Lisa and I are cut from the same cloth. We've known that for a while. So I, I do do a lot of the same things that, that they're talking about from happy hours um, to, to late start days to uh, my favorite thing is, is to show people that you really care and handwritten notes is how I do that. Um, now we've, just about a month ago, um, we had a we had an all in team meeting, and we we asked our staff what they wanted. What's what what can we do that is going to is going to make your job easier? It's going to make you like to be here more than you already do. Um, we haven't implemented any of this stuff yet, um, but as of one um, fifteen, yeah, just so just next week, two weeks from now, um, we're starting a new hybrid schedule. So most, if not all, of our employees will have two work from home days. Um, and then we, we do everything that we can to kind of go against that corporate culture as much as we possibly can, because that is a, that is a soul sucking culture to be in. We try to be light. We try to be fun. That means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, we have six different locations and each one of them has a core culture that is, that is the Elliott culture. But other than that, um, if they are, they are their own branch, they, they do their own things. So, uh, one of them is a, a rural community. Um, we took them out and, and we taught them how to shoot bows and arrows. They, they love that. I've got another one that's, that's a little more of a, uh, more literal of a bows and arrows. I'm sorry. Yes. Like literal. Okay. Literally. Yes. We have a, there's a, there's an archery shop in Paola, Kansas, where one of our locations is at and they have a class where they teach them how to do that. So we took everybody from that location a couple hours. They had a great time doing it. Um, one of our other locations is more of a metro area and a couple blocks away from that office, they have a break room. You go in and you smash stuff. So we just we try to do some team building stuff like that. That's fun. Get them out of the office, be a little bit different. Um, and then the last thing that we've done uh, at the beginning of the year, we engaged with a an HR consultant. Um, we've got to that size where we need that help. Um, and and one of their one of our key things for them this year, um, along with everything else, was our employee employee health or mental health. Um, so they're, they're working on an entire calendar of stuff over the next year. We haven't seen that yet, but I am excited to see it. Uh, so stay tuned and I'll be able to share that with you later, but it is, uh, it is a high priority to us and always has been, um, the hard market hasn't, hasn't changed that. It's just, um, it's turned it up a few notches maybe. I would agree. I feel like if anything, it's made it more important to basically give them a moment. So, um, Someone I know like very well, they basically always say like, it's so important and it's the best feeling in the world to be loved and loved well. And so I think like when we're with our team and we're doing that and you're seeing them and you're doing their favorite things and all of that, it's just a really big moment of like, we're right there in the trenches with you. We see you. I know for us, one of my personal core values is just fun. I love to have fun. Um, so I got to go see Taylor Swift our Lord and Savior, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift. She was the best, but they knew I was going to be gone that day. And so I had planted um, like hidden things all over and would just on teams all day send like Taylor Swift trivia and whoever would like answer it first. I would tell them like where prize number one was. And I did it like all day. And so that's a couple of things we do an Easter egg hunt. So like they come in the day and I put Easter eggs. I've stacked them myself, which like if you have long fingernails, like it's really hard, but I am committed to this Easter egg hunt um, and there's money and there's prizes in it. Um, and then 
I know one of the things that I started doing, um, one of our core values at the office is generosity. And I just believe it's better to lead the way with irrational generosity. And generosity is not just of your treasure, but it's of your time and your talent. And so one of the things I wanted to be was generous of their time. We have so many people in this industry that come into it, especially in the CSR position that have small kids. Um, And during the summer, their kids are off and they have to work. And with this market, it's been really hard where maybe they might work overtime. And so we started doing a 980 schedule. And that means that they work basically Monday through Friday one week. And then they work Monday through Thursday and they get every other Friday off. And we only do it from Memorial Day to Labor Day. But I feel like it's a Friday that my whole entire team looks forward to. I make myself do it. I hate it. Like I hate taking that time off. But like, if I'm going to expect it from my team, I'm going to expect it from myself. But it's just that moment in time that they can go be with their family. And it's really important. Brock, it's also like, like I feel yeah. like our business owners are the same way. So like when we chat with them about our summer hours where we shut down an hour early in the summer, it's a like they recognize that. They're like, yeah, our yes. people work really hard for us and we wouldn't be where we are without them. So shutting down one hour and Will and I and one of our other producers doesn't mind and we'll monitor the phones and it's nothing crazy, you know, and a lot of times stuff can wait, you know. It is. And it's like that little things like you have the, you have the ability like on this side of it to make those little changes. And maybe it's a headache sometimes, like maybe the phone rings like twice instead of once and it doesn't get picked up. But I don't care because mental health is so important right now. Um, with our strategic planning, we did send, we did the same thing. We sent a note out to our team and basically said like, do a SWOT analysis on this, tell us and give us some feedback. And so during our strategic planning, when we got it back, we literally implemented and got to go to them and say like, we see what you want. We hear what you want, which one of them was like a work from home option, which we start this week. God bless my soul. Pray for me. Um, but it's worth it because it was like unanimous across the board. And then we do a favorite thing sheet too. I think I stole that from you, Lisa. Like steal away. Cause I probably borrowed it from someone else. I will tell you, um, we have good friends in Wisconsin and they, this was super cool. And I really am kind of like, I kind of want to, I'm probably going to do it. And her and I go back and forth all the time. So it's super fun. Steal, and they're, steal. they're a big eye members. So it's kind of fun. She, so they had like an eighth work anniversary and every hour for eight, for all eight hours of the normal work day that person got like a new little like surprise or gift on the hour. And she said how over the top it was. And she was like, I was channeling my inner Lisa. I'm like, that's well above where my, <laughs> where I was. I'm like, that's amazing. So I think like in corporate America, like, wow, maybe it was like, you know, some, some cookies and, you know, everyone was like, yay, clap, clap, clap. You know what I mean? Like for us, yeah. it's like, Hey, this is a big deal. And I put whatever their year is that we're celebrating all over. So I cut them out by hand. I probably could buy them cut, but whatever. And, you know, like, I think it's fun for us to acknowledge that. And it's fun for people who come into the office to see that, you know, and I think that's the thing. Like if we're not, we wouldn't be where we are without our peeps, you know? No, you wouldn't. And think about it. Like I've been at our agent, our, I've been, yeah, our agency for over 10 years now and like 10 years, eight hours a day with these people, like they know some of my deepest, darkest secrets. They know it. <laughs> like it's kind of dangerous what they could do with the ammo they have on me, but you just, I don't know. I think it's this moment too, that you can celebrate them and you can celebrate them really well. I like your over the topness, Lisa. I want to do eight hours a day too. And like the things that you've told me, like the gifts that you've done for them, it's a big deal. It's a really big it's deal. A, I will say it can, to be honest, like sometimes I think it, 
I have to hold back a little bit because it, it is a lot. Like it can be very overwhelming at times, especially this past year. Like I would say the last six months of the year, probably not my favorite at all. Just the new system is hard and we're learning all aspects of it. Right. And so our team's just kind of learning kind of the bits and pieces that they need. So I like probably bit up, I did bite off more than I could chew. And so like, it was, that was hard and it was just hard. It's hard for us sometimes to come in and, and be like, rah, rah, rah. You know what I mean? And that's where it's nice to have somebody else on our team kind of pick that up. Cause they know yes. we're struggling maybe with that. And when they can step up and do that for you, that's when you feel really good about, about that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like, wow, we we're created, we've created this culture that was so different 12 years, 13 years ago when we bought it, you know? And that makes, gives me the warm and fuzzies. It does. Oh, I was talking about that this morning at breakfast. Literally my, my mom, who is also in insurance because it's incestuous, we were talking about, it and she said, you know, I was reading the culture code, which is a great book. It's a great resource. You should read it. And it takes two years to change a culture. And we were talking about from when I bought the agency to now, and she goes, isn't it true? Like it's two years about spot on. And I've owned the agency three years now. And it does like it just it takes a long time to move a turning ship. And but like when you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, like I've created a culture of gratitude because you walk in, you have all these thank you notes on your desk just for like getting them like Jeep ducks or something that you saw on the Internet from because TikTok has you like target added. Like, I don't know. It's all sorts of things. I wish I could okay, remember I've got who, one more who said it, but it was um, we're, we're turning a cruise ship, not a canoe. And that takes time. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think you have to be okay with that. Like it can't, and some of our people haven't seen where we were. So I think for us, yes. because it's, we're a little bit younger with some of this, they, they didn't see. And that's why I appreciate the people who have been with us and have seen hard stuff. Like my favorite is I always love to ask people this, like, what, it, what did you fail at? And like, how was it you're like, how was it such an epic fail? But like, I learned so much more from the things that I didn't do well, that I sucked at. And then when I mastered them, I feel like it's like a feeling like none other. Right. But like without that, we wouldn't be where we are, you know, like probably never, ever going to implement a new management system in the middle of a hard market or a market. <laughs> I'll never implement a new management system um, until I have to. I never <laughs> want to go through that again. Like, no, I can. I can like get like make myself go cold call over do that. I'll do that in the day of the week. Okay, here's my last question. I know that we're running out of time and our listeners are dying to know what recommendations or suggestions do you have for other agencies that are looking to improve their staff retention? Because it's a hot topic right now. So we're all so uh, no, <laughs> well, this is present again. <laughs> this, this is a this is a challenge in in any market. I, I don't, I don't think that it's just now, um, keeping your people is, is one of the hardest things that you have to do, but your people are also the most important part of your business. So it is, it's paramount that you can keep them. Um, I think it's, it's important to realize that they, they also are people. Sometimes it's easy to look at them as, uh, to dehumanize them a little bit, uh, particularly when things aren't going very well. Um, uh, but it's, they are people, they have families just like you. They have, they have hopes, they have aspirations, they have dreams, just like you do. Um, like giving people grace is, is a huge piece of that. Communicating as much as you possibly can. Um, listening to their feedback. I'm terrible at that. I'm awful at it. I try to get better at it every single day. 
um, but but listening to the people and what they need. Because at the end of the day, if you if you think they need something and you you move heaven and earth to do it, and it doesn't mean anything to them, you've just shot yourself in the foot. So listen to your people. Um, be willing to take their advice, change, and just give everybody a little bit of grace. Grace. I like that. Lisa, what about you? Um, I would say someone much smarter than me told me this. We should always be hiring. And we shouldn't hire when we when we're down our person, we should always be like actively looking. And I know everybody always says that, but we struggle because we're surrounded by insurance companies. We're like the hub for major insurance companies here over in East Lansing. And so it is like, I feel like we're always trying to sell ourselves, and we don't have the luxury to have a recruiter, you know, in our office. There's seven of us. Like, I would also like to be able to like have a personal life too, and not just always do work because I mean, yes, I do operations, but I do all of the marketing for office. And, you know, now that we're down people, I'm doing some of the CSR work and, you know, we're still trying to learn the system and, and all of that. So I think we always are looking to hire, but we're always asking our team, like, Hey, what are some of the qualities that you're looking for? We have some of our team members sit in on interviews with us. Um, and we want them to ask them, ask these, you know, people questions we test so that we know when we bring somebody on that makes a huge difference. Like what is, what does our team look like as a whole? And as we bring new people on, we want those people to understand what our culture is and be a fit in our culture. So I think recognizing that and, and it's exactly what Brock said, it's listening to your people and it is hard and it, and you've got 50 things coming at you at any given moment. You know, like, I feel like I'll have my day and people say this all the time. And I was like, whatever, like, just, you just seem to get your like life together. Right. Like I'll come in, I'll be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I get there and I'm like, where in the world did my whole day go? Like I haven't done any of our social media stuff. I haven't. And like, then I feel like I'm letting everybody down, which is a whole nother thing. But that's our next podcast, Lisa. That's Oh my gosh. I have like serious craziness, but like, that's why I've decided to come in earlier. So I get here early so I can get through some of my things and I have my own routine, but I do think it is, it is really getting to know what motivates people, like what motivates your team. And it's okay that one person likes one thing and somebody else likes something different because you can, you can use those things to help them achieve goals. So we, we do goal setting, um, for professional and personal at the beginning of every year. And so I like to know what their personal goals are, because maybe there's a way through work that we can help them achieve some of those personal goals. And I think when we give them the time to sit down and think about it and we go over it and we check in with them to see how things are going. I feel like that makes a big deal. And like our team's competitive, just like Will and I. So prizes are always good too. When in doubt, prize it out. That's right. I know for us to, I'm going to go at it from a different thing. I, when I bought the agency, I was so concerned about retaining all this team, like retaining all of them. Um, I thought it was dependent. We had a lot of long timers in there. And what I realized is that I don't necessarily want retention for the sake of retention. And so that would probably be my bit of advice is um, get the right people on the right seats on the bus. I would much rather have that. The culture is going to change drastically when new ownership takes over, which it did with us. And some people just don't fit into the culture. And so that's the one thing that I want more and more is like, I want people who think the same as me. And number one rule Um, And I tell this to every single person that I interview at the very end, once it's gone through all the ranks of our, of our team is that I just want to work with people I like. And honestly, like, I want you to like me too. Like that wouldn't be fun coming to work with a boss you hate that would freaking suck. And so 
I don't know, it's both ways on it. I've been an employee and I'm an owner on it. And like, you just want a fun place to work. You want a place that people can see you, you know, there's going to be hard days. No job is perfect in any respect. And on the same side of it, it's like, you just want people that are going to show up and that you can have fun and be in the trenches with, because that's what we're doing all day, every day. So are there any closing remarks from y'all or anything you thought that you wanted to add real fast before we wrap up? I don't know. I think there's truth and transparency. I think if you can be transparent with your team to a point, right? Like I think they, there's a level of respect for you that they have when you can really kind of get to the meat and potatoes and be a little bit open with them about kind of how frustrated you are about certain things. Cause sometimes they don't, they don't know all of the things that we're all are doing, right? Like we're paying random bills and, you know, like the postage machine, do we like, do we keep it? What do we do? You know yeah. what I mean? Like my lease is up. Do I, what do I need to do? Like, who do you use? And you know, you're, you're doing all these rando things, right? And do you use a procedures manual or not? And so like those things that will improve things for them, they sometimes don't see, you know what I mean? Cause they are having tough conversations with people, people who've had $200,000 in losses. And now we have nowhere to put them. You know what I mean? We're lucky that they even renewed the policy and they don't like the premium change. You know what I mean? And you're like, but the insurance company just paid like $200,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if you look at it, the math, maybe. Brock, anything else to add? Yeah. So to your point, I really like that. Um, not everybody's going to be a fit and that's okay too. Uh, it's okay to liberate people from time to time and it might be the best thing you've ever done for them. If they don't work where you're at, they might, they might like the place next door better than they did. And it might be the best possible fit for both of you. And at the end of the day, it's going to be better for both of you. It's true. It's very true. Well, before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you to both of y'all. Um, I can say that these two people I've bounced a ton of things off over the years. They're great resources. They're wonderful people. I assume in the podcast or contact info is going to be over there. But like we said, we're so busy right now. Don't be mad at us if we can't get back to you because I know everyone's going to be blowing this podcast up. And then personally and professionally, I want to say thank you to a, the producers that are tackling a lot of the clients right now as they go through this. But I want to say more so thank you to any of the service staff, the CSRs, the account managers, the processors. Um, if it's anything like my office, y'all are getting hit and probably are having the toughest time right now. And so we just want to say thank you for everything that you do. I can say as an owner and a producer that I appreciate every single thing that my service team does to make me look good on the back end. So thank you to all of them. But thank you for tuning into this edition of Agency Nation Radio, powered by the Big Eye, National Young Agents Committee, and Trusted Choice. Please make sure to download the Trusted Choice Hard Market Toolkit. It's really good. It's available to all Big Eye members at trustedchoice.independentagent.com. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, which you better, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and give us five stars or leave us a review. And if you have a story for Agency Nation Radio, contact us at hello at agencynation.com. The content of this podcast does not necessarily reflect the views of Trusted Choice or its affiliates. It's intended for general informational purposes only. Trusted Choice and its affiliates shall not be held responsible for and specifically disclaim any liability relating to this video. Trusted Choice does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information contained herein. This video is not intended to be and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or other professional advice. If such advice is required or desired, the services of an appropriate, competent professional should be sought. 